This past week, I was invited to go see a movie I wasn't actually expecting to see anytime soon. It's called Unplanned. I have to admit, so many things came up I, on last Sunday to keep me from going to see it that day. And it was, in the end, I only went because a bunch of faithful parishioners had already bought me a ticket and they wouldn't go into the movie until I got there myself. So I praise God for them. But I have to admit, I've never walked away from a movie so emotionally drained. It was so hard that I had to actually drive just to the church and for two hours I just sat in front of the tabernacle. For the first time, I think a movie's ever made me do it in a very long time, I just could, all I could do was weep. And I felt at one point my heart becoming very hard. I was getting very angry at everything I saw. And Jesus, I just felt Him saying to me, Look at me. Look at me on the cross. Look at me in the Eucharist. Don't give in to anger. Stay in the pain. Share the pain with me. Keep your heart pure. And that just those words stuck with me. And then later on in the week, I went to Boise. And while I was there, I was with some other priests. And so we all decided to go see the movie again. And when I was walking in, I had my collar on. And one of the men who was taking tickets looked at me and said, Oh, I know, I know what movie you're going to see right now. And I just smiled and I said, Yeah, what do you think about it yourself? And he said to me, immediately goes, he threw up his arms, he goes, I would never go see that movie. He goes, I stay away from controversial subjects. I just said to him, well, how will you ever know what to stand for? He didn't really have anything to say. But it made me think about a quote I once read. In 1845, an English abolitionist named James Russell, he was watching what was happening in America in the fight over slavery. And he was seeing who would stand on which side of the issue. And then he wrote this, these poetic words. Once to every man and once to every nation comes the moment to decide in this strife of truth with falsehood for the good or evil side. At some point, we all must take a stand on one side or the other in life. And when a so-called Catholic governor is seen laughing and celebrating as he signs a bill that allows babies to be aborted up to the very moment when they're about to be born and then lights up his city in pink in his own words to celebrate this achievement and shine a bright light forward for the rest of the nation to follow well my brothers and sisters when something like that happens then you know the time to decide between the good and evil side has come to every single one of us. So the movie Unplanned is based on the life of a woman named Abby Johnson. And in college she was recruited to work for Planned Parenthood just as a volunteer. And she was doing it because she was really involved with women's rights and she wanted to do everything she could to help women. It was a good motivation. But after working there, volunteering, she soon took up a job. And she became so dedicated to her work that she was named the director of the clinic in Texas. 
and by 2008 she was named Planned Parenthood Employee of the Year across the entire United States, the number one employer. What Abby had never told anyone was that in her early years in college, she herself had had two abortions. And she was left so so traumatized with self-loathing and pain and anger over the experience, she said she had to bury it in a box and put it deep into her heart, hoping that it would just, she'd forget it. What she didn't realize is that when you bury pain, any traumatic experience in her life, when you bury that, it doesn't go away. It hardens our heart and it makes us numb. And Abby Johnson became very numb to the point that she counseled over 22,000 women to get abortions while she was working there. She did this for eight years until one day in 2009, for the first time, she was called back by the doctor to help with an ultrasound-guided abortion. She had always told everyone she talked to that the babies in the womb cannot feel anything. For the first time, she had to hold that ultrasound and actually watch what was happening and watch the baby's reaction as the instrument was used. She was so broken by the experience, she dropped it, ran out of the room, went into the bathroom, and just broke down. Within a week, she quit Planned Parenthood and never went back. What was so inspiring to me throughout the film, though, what I came back to me and over and over again was something I couldn't totally comprehend when I watched it. And that was how much love she received from her parents, from her husband, and even from the pro-lifers outside on the fence throughout her entire time. Everyone knew what she was doing was wrong. They told her what she was doing was wrong. But then they loved her and they prayed for her. That was it. They never condemned her. To me, it was an image of the way that God sees us. He always loves us, even in the midst of our sin. And He doesn't judge us just according to our actions. He judges us according to His love for us. He sees us through that. You know, there's one point when she was getting in a fight with her husband about her working there. And at one point, her husband just threw up his arms and he said, Abby, I just, I love you so much, I hate to see what you're doing to yourself. That's what God says when he sees us in our sins. It's just, I love you so much, I hate to see how you're destroying yourself. There's a line in Scripture that we read every single day in Lent in my bravery as a priest. God says, as I live, I do not wish the sinner to die, but to turn back to me and live. God never desires the death of anybody, but only our salvation. And this is exactly what we see in today's gospel with this adulterous woman. Here's a woman who's caught in the very act of committing adultery. She's alone, naked, vulnerable, humiliated, and she's in the midst of a bunch of people who are condemning her, pointing their finger at her, judging her, with stones in their hands ready to stone her. 
And where is God? He's right there. He's right there with her. Not with judgment, not with condemnation, but with love and mercy. They ask, shall we stone her? Jesus responds, as I live, I do not wish the sinner to die, but to turn back to me and live. I do not condemn you. Go and sin no more. Now I think so often, this is, this is what happens with women who are caught up in the abortion ideology is they can feel so surrounded by judgment and condemnation by everyone around them. Especially if the more righteous we are in this position, we can stand back and point our fingers and condemn them. Well, what does that do? It takes all the pain that they've been experienced because of their affiliation with it, and it just buries them deeper in it. It doesn't give them hope for redemption. The Pharisees only saw this adulterous woman in light of her sin. They had no love for her. They cared nothing for her. Jesus, on the other hand, looked at her and he looked at her pain. He knew her inside and out. And he loved her even in her sin. And that's why he called her out of it. Now, even as I was watching that film, that's why it was so hard for me to see her parents and her husband loving her in the midst of that. Because all I was doing was judging Abby. How could you possibly hold this mentality? How could you possibly be involved with this and say you, don't, you didn't know better? But it's because I was just judging her by her actions. Her family loved her. And so they told her what was wrong and they prayed for her and they stayed with her. The devil is the accuser. He only wants to find us in our sins so that he can condemn us. Jesus is the complete opposite. He only wants to find us in our sins so he can save us, never to condemn us, but to give us new life. And that's exactly what happened to Abby. Eight years working for Planned Parenthood, 22,000 complicit abortions, two personal abortions, and now she lives. Now she sins no more, and God has given her eight children herself. And she spends her life working in this industry, trying to bring the workers out who were caught up in the same mentality that she was. As I live, says the Lord, I do not wish the sinner to die, but to turn back to me and live. That's the God we worship. And we should fight to have the same mentality as he does loving others even in their sin, not condemning them, hating the sin, but truly loving the sinner, never rationalizing the sin and never hating the sinner. It's a tension we all have to hold. So I'd like to offer you two suggestions. One, make the resolution to watch the movie. Abby Johnson, she held this false belief and she went very far with it because she never saw the reality of what she was supporting. Especially if you were on the border with what you believe about abortion. Watch the movie so you yourself can see what is at stake. And secondly, 
If there is anyone in your life who is influenced by the abortion ideology, don't condemn them. Don't throw rocks at them. Don't judge them. Don't point your finger at them. Pray for them. Love them. Be present to them. Speak the truth, but always with an open hand of invitation. Always looking for them to turn back to the Lord and live. As Abby Johnson herself wrote after, in her book, after her conversion, My God is in the business of miracles, and my God does not want anyone to suffer in hell. He wants his children to come home to him. Yes, even those of us monsters that are in or have been in the abortion industry. Hate comes from hell, but mercy comes from Christ. As Catholics, we must all be rooted in the truth that under no circumstance is abortion okay. And those who participate in it or support it are in a grave moral danger for their own soul. That is the truth. But just as equally true as Catholics, we must never allow the evil in the, in the world or in other people's lives to corrupt our own hearts and to corrupt our love for them. That's what Christ was telling me in front of the tabernacle that day. Stay in the pain. Don't resort to anger and violence. Love them even in their sin, just as I do. Abortion, in the end, is to the devil what the Eucharist is to Christ. That's why Peter Kreeft, modern philosopher, once said, abortion is the Antichrist demonic parody of the Eucharist. That is why it uses the same holy words that Christ himself used. This is my body, with the blasphemously opposite meaning. This is my body, I can do whatever I want with it. While Christ himself, God in the flesh, went to the cross with only one word on his mouth. This is my body, given up for you. Those are the two sides we stand upon. And may we who receive his body from this altar, when we walk out these doors, may we not be afraid to manifest in our own bodies, in this world, the truth of abortion. And we ourselves, unlike New York, will shine a bright light forward for the rest of the nation to follow.